0: Graphic design empire Take control of it Do you know what, these are really great questions If you want it, you're just going to find a way to get it Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast Today's episode is centred around finding your own style and putting yourself and your personality into your work Terry shares some really practical advice in this episode, alongside sharing her story. So I hope you enjoy the episode, Uh, if you do, please go and check out the other episodes, creativewaffle.club and the the library building over there, uh, really cool stuff happening over there, the newsletter as well. Do go and check it out, creativewaffle.club. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. We should be ready to go. Yeah, welcome to the podcast,
1: this is it. Thank you, thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, Uh, can we start off with who you are, Uh, where where your background is, and um, how you started out, and how you found illustration?
1: Oh, I feel a bit weird now that we've been like really formal because we've just been like pissing about before we <laughs> started recording. Um, so uh, I'm Taryn French. I'm a freelance illustrator and graphic designer. Um, how I got started, I, I actually went to university to study law, not graphic design. And then I dropped out, had like years of where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, I did a graphic design apprenticeship. Uh, um, I think I was about 24, 24, 25. Um, and then that's kind of how I got into graphic design and illustration. And while I was on that course, I discovered that illustration was a thing. So I was studying graphic design and realised, oh, you can actually make money from drawing pictures. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> so wh- while I was working, um, so while I was on the apprenticeship, I had a job at an educational publisher's. So that's that was like part of the apprenticeship. You study and then you work somewhere at the same time. So for me, it was like really good because I got to learn some skills and then put them into practice. And then I moved to an agency, um, like a creative marketing agency. So I, f- I felt like that's where I was gonna learn some new skills and you know do different kinds of projects. Um, and then I was there for about three years. And then last year, I went full time freelance in September. Um, it's It's been up and down, a lot more down this year. <laughs> that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> everyone Everyone's year is going to be that, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's was, that was, that was interesting. Like, so, how did you start off then? So, you went into law to study university. Did, was graphic design a thing to you before you did that?
1: not really i i'll be honest i didn't really understand what graphic design was so at at school i went to a really academic grammar school um and it was just a given you were going to go to university and i i didn't really want to go to be honest and people were like applying for things like medicine and dentistry and engineering and law or business studies and it, yeah it was just kind of a given you were going to do something really academic um I think out like two years in sixth form I think maybe two or three people didn't go to university straight away which is weird um so like my experience of art and graphic design was from school so art was where you just kind of copied other artists and that was pretty much art GCSE which is a bit crap to be honest and then graphic (laughs) graphic design i I remember like you the i remember you had to like draw a mobile phone but like in 3d in like some kind of weird computer-aided drawing thing i don't think it was adobe i don't even think it was like coral draw i don't know what it was so like i i never you
0: brought back memories (laughs) coral draw i just i haven't thought about that program for a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, a our design teacher in, in college made us use Corel or Coral uh, rather than Adobe because he didn't know how to use Adobe, even though Adobe is standard, like <laughs> <laughs> fuming, fuming I was when I found out Adobe <laughs> was the industry. Oh. Anyway, sorry.
1: So yeah, I didn't really know graphic design what it was that it, you could have a career out of that being creative and that sort of thing. Um say so, uh when I dropped out of uni, I dropped out of uni twice. The first time, um, it was just after like the recession had started, so I was trying to get a job in like 2008, which was hard work. Um, but I, I ended up working for a printers and um, doing like press stuff. Um, and while I was there, I was doing bits of graphic design, so on Coral Draw, um, doing like business cards and flyers. But I had no idea that that was actually graphic design. <laughs> like I was that yeah. stupid. I didn't really realise that oh, this is what this is what it is. So I stayed there for like a summer and then reapplied to uni because again, like I didn't see that kind of connect connection. Um, that this is a career you can do this full time. <laughs> um, so like when I when I left uni again, kind of I didn't really know what I wanted to do to be honest and. I had a couple of friends who were graphic designers um and I remember like my friend's partner was a graphic designer and like I was kind of interested so he gave me all his books on like design theory and stuff for me to read which was really helpful because I had to teach myself that kind of stuff (laughs) um and then yeah I kind of went from um marketing that's what I was working in before so I was working in affiliate and PPC marketing on, like, the agency and client sides. Um, I was doing jobs in both. And then I just thought, I don't really want to be doing this anymore. I I want to be doing what these graphic designers do. And so I kind of jumped onto doing a graphic design apprenticeship. And, yeah, I nice. just kind of took it from there, yeah.
0: What was it about design that, that really took like took your fancy or What did you really like about it? To, to go and do it
1: um, well one it was creative uh, I kind of knew that I wanted to be doing something more creative because the jobs that I was doing at the time uh, involved a lot of spreadsheets and numbers, I'm not very good at numbers uh, I don't know how I managed to like do the jobs that I was doing because I was really shit at it because you have to be like really analytical um yeah yeah, yeah I, I just couldn't do it that's
0: so, worst nightmare that being it was spreadsheets <laughs> and taxes and like, numbers <laughs> and i'm that, sure if, if like designers took a maths test and it was like a gcse maths test we'd all fail
1: it yeah yeah i'm not good at numbers it's weird though because now that i'm full-time freelance i actually really enjoy doing the business side of my business ah. stuff the business side of my business stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah um I really enjoy it. I don't. I don't. I think it's just because it's for me, not somebody else who I don't really care right, about. Right. So I, yeah, I, I wanted to get into graphic design to kind of escape spreadsheets and numbers.
0: That makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and, and at this point as well, um, I couldn't draw. I couldn't draw at all, so I had to teach myself how to draw as well. Uh, for some reason, I assumed that to be a graphic designer, you had to know how to draw. So I think that's how I ended up doing illustration because it, it's not it's not necessary, is it, to be no, able I can't to draw. draw? Yeah, but I I thought I thought everything was all the same like art, graphic design, illustration. I just thought it was all the same thing.
0: I think if, with the graphic design, I think if you can draw a square, if you can draw like a line, or uh, you can do layouts. If you can draw a squiggly line, you can do text on a layout. You can draw <laughs> a, a, squ- a square over cross for it. That's a picture. Uh, <laughs> you can do layouts. Uh, you know, you're, you're set. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. So that's that's amazing. You didn't know how to. Uh, we, you know, you didn't draw before doing illustration because a lot, of, all, pretty much all illustrators yeah. I speak to, they've all they've all drawn as a kid. They've all been sort of always been creative.
1: Yeah, I think I think I was always creative, just in different ways. Um, so I never I never look back and think, oh, yeah, I used, I used to really like drawing. I did the occasional drawing. I used to, like, do my own comics and stuff, but I was more interested in other things as well. So um, I used to do, like, a lot of sewing and a lot of knitting um, because those were influences from, like, my mum and my grandma. Um, I used to, like, doing calligraphy as well. I had a calligraphy set. I used to like making jewellery. Um, just anything that I could make with my hands. I, I used to really enjoy as a kid no I wasn't just limited to drawing that's cool
0: that's cool that's uh, something I need to go into when I'm when I'm retired is knitting I think <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think it's like, really interesting to learn how to knit uh I just knit my grandson a, a jumper or uh... am <laughs> 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 thinking about retirement this is a podcast for young people um
1: <laughs> yeah you're a long way off yet yeah <laughs>
0: Hopefully, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'll just earn loads and loads of money in the next year and just retire. I don't know.
1: That's the dream. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so have you always been up in, up in Leeds?
1: Um, so I'm from Bradford originally, and then I went to university in Sheffield, and I stayed there for, I think, about seven or eight years, just never left. And the only reason I left was to start this agency job in Leeds. So we moved over me and my partner, and then stayed in Leeds reluctantly. I hate it. I hate Leeds. I'd rather be back in Sheffield. <laughs>
0: there's a rivalry between Leeds and Sheffield, isn't there? There's like, say that there's say like, that again. It, there's a rivalry between Leeds and Sheffield, is not there? It? It's like a hatred. I'm sure. If, um, if, if not, it's definitely football. Something football related. Probably.
1: Um. So my, my partner is a, a Blades fan, and my stepdad is Leeds United. So, but they seem to get on all right.
0: They try not to talk about
1: football
0: though, so <laughs> that might heart. be it. Might, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I should hear that? I must have heard that
1: somewhere.
0: Mm. I I love Sheffield though. Sheffield's an amazing place. Um, mm. We're actually thinking about holding the uh, so um to trying to do a live uh, like live show with uh, speakers and all sorts um, every year for the podcast. Last one was in London. Um, so the next one we're hoping to do up up north. Hopefully Sheffield. Ah, nice. So we'll uh, yeah. See where it goes. But lots of planning is being involved, and I got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of friends up in Sheffield, so um, it sounds promising at the moment. Sounds good.
1: Yeah, Sheffield's a good city. What what I always really liked about it is that the people just don't have time for showing off. Like the re- mm. people are like quite understated, and uh, a bit. Of, I think Sheffield's a bit of an underdog. Like people just getting on and doing it they don't have time to kind of like shouting about themselves and the way that other cities kind of have that vibe if you know what I mean
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it feels like very much of a, a sort of gritty sort of worker city um, mm. I guess that comes from from back in the, uh, the older days with industrialism and um, back at sort of history uh, not that I know much about it <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess it sort of comes from that the, the mills—is it wool mills and, and things like that were up in Sheffield, Sheffield steel, uh, steel, steel yeah. yeah. Where was where was wool? I think I was up north as well. Oh, um,
1: Bradford and Huddersfield, are, are wool wool towns. Um, my my school, um, our our bla- we had a blazer in uh, the like the well, I don't know what you call it—the motif on the blazer was a sheep, but a dead one.
0: That's interesting.
1: <laughs> that's something
0: you should go back and try and design you should go back back to the school and try and redesign it for them
1: Hmm. bring
0: it to life i don't want
1: to be affiliated to be quite
0: honest i understand that yeah i get that feeling um (laughs) going back to go back to your story and um how you found illustration then so so the 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 first job you had how 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 important was it in your process of, of finding design how um how, are you thankful at all of, for doing that job or, or would, would you see yourself, um, if you had to do it again, would you see yourself like doing a different route?
1: Do you mean my first, like, employed job or freelance job?
0: Yeah, first employed job, yeah. So that print, um,
1: print So at the printers, um, I never kind of took it seriously, like, cause they used to pay me cash on a Friday, I'd spend most of that on Saturday in Weatherspoons. <laughs> Uh so yeah, I never really kind of took that seriously, but my first proper graphic design job was when I was doing the apprenticeship. So I was working for an educational publisher. Um and I, honestly I hated it. I really hated it. Um I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Uh so <laughs> it was it was just like working for like oh no, I can't I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> it was uh yeah, it was just not great. Um they had like a When I was there, they would hire apprentices to kind of be on the graphic design team and apprentices would make up like the bulk of the design team, which struck me as a bit weird because, you know, you're paying them a few quid an hour. I I just found it really exploitative. But at the same time, like nobody else would hire me because I didn't have a degree. I didn't have any experience. My portfolio was shit. So I didn't really have a choice, I had to kind of stick it out. So as soon as my apprenticeship was done, I was like, I'm out of here, I'm going.
0: How long was it for? How long did you stick it um, out
1: there? I think it was like 18 months, or just wow. under 18 months.
0: That's a long time. Yeah. That's quite a long know.
1: apprenticeship. Yeah. yeah Fair Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if I was to do it again, I would have liked to have go, gone to university, I think, because I, I, I look back now, so... I was I was twenty four when I started it, and I'm thirty one now. Um, I sometimes feel like there's there's kind of gaps in my education, or, or sometimes in my knowledge, and I think if I went to university, that it it would have benefited me more. And I think with with the university as well, you know, you you're studying with other people who are exactly the same in the same boat, um. So you've got like that network around you, and you just you have like more opportunities if that makes sense Mm. and whereas Mm. I felt quite isolated studying on the apprenticeship because yeah we didn't have the same opportunities as you would have at university.
0: Yeah so were the people doing the apprenticeship with you were they uh, just graduates or or students or what were they doing?
1: (laughs) So I I was 24-25 and they were all like they range from like 16 to 18. Oh, wow. So I felt like a bit of a, oh, I felt so old. But I'm, I'm still in touch <laughs> with like a few people that I was on the course with and um, like who worked there as well. Um, and some people are like, use that apprenticeship to go to university. And some people kind of use that experience to set up on their own and do their own freelance stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like mixed bag really.
0: Yeah, nice. That's that's interesting to hear. Yeah, you, know, you didn't like it, but you, know, you stuck out for that long, and that's uh, that's, that's impressive. Yeah? I, I wouldn't have done it for eighteen months, probably. If I hated it that much, but uh, did you hate it that and, much uh, at the time?
1: Yeah, I like. <laughs> I would, I would cry most days, uh, oh, and wow. I didn't. Uh, so where I lived at the time, it was like a fifteen-minute walk to work. So I felt like I I could handle it better <laughs> because I was just I could just like run home lunchtime or after work like there's no mega commute and oh yeah and I'm like a serial walker out of jobs like if I if I don't like a job I'll walk out of it with like I just don't care but with this job I was like I can't walk out of it because I've kind of left everything behind and I've got to this point and I need to stay here to finish my qualifications (laughs) because if I don't stay then I'm not gonna progress so I was just like I get my head down. Gonna power through.
0: <laughs> that's that's an important trait to have, I think, um is is knowing when the right time to stop is and then just saying that I've I've had enough of this. Uh if, mm. if you can't stick it out because I I that's happened to me it's happened to me um uh, twice and uh yeah, it's if you know, if you just realise like okay, I've had enough and then um that's, that's it, you've got to move on and find something bigger and better but yeah, how, how, how did you leave it with them? How, how have you left like other jobs?
1: <laughs> so there's there's been jobs where I hated it and I just didn't turn up the next day and I just like ignored all silence. calls. Yeah, oh, wow. just, just ghosted them. I actually have done that a few times. I'm just going to say, well, on this podcast, I do not do that anymore. I'm like a grown-up now. I don't do that anymore. But like, it, it, a lot of it came out of I was I was really unhappy in my early twenties, um, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't know kind of like how I fit into the world. I was just doing like, I was moving from job to job, and I did a lot of temping as well. So I was moving from like place to place, um, and just kind of living from paycheck to paycheck really, because I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was still trying to figure it out to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that makes.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of listeners to this podcast won't know what they want to do, won't know if graphic design's the right thing, or they won't. You know, they might be starting university, or they might be thinking about going to university, yeah. maybe they don't want to go to university. There's people will be listening to this in all sorts of situations, um, and so it's good. To, it's good to you know, hear uh, from people that have been in that situation, uh, and also people start a bit later as well, because it's not always that oh. you know you don't know you everyone is lucky enough to find what they want to do straight away.
1: Um, I, I honestly believe like you should not go to university at 18 because f- f- I think a lot of the time it's a waste like you don't know what you want to do like your your passions and your hobbies might change so do you know what I mean yeah. I'd, I'd, I didn't know what graphic design was at 18 if I, if I knew that I could have done that I would have and sometimes look back and think I oh, wish I could have gone to university, but. I've done the path that I did and now I'm here. So I guess it makes no difference really. But yeah, you should yeah. have like a, a few years before you apply to university and be sure about you, what you want to do. Cause it's a lot Take of money. Take gap year.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting one. Um, I mean you can def there's definitely some people that are passionate and they know what they want to do, they know the graphic design is their thing. Um fortunately I was I was lucky to be one of those people but uh after I found it found it in school and I just thought this is, this is for me, I love it. Um and then there's other people that, you know, in the middle where they're just like, Oh well I'll try it out and maybe if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and you sometimes yeah. you need to go through university to get to that point uh, yeah. as well and maybe it's better off maybe it is better off just throwing yourself in straight away and if you don't like it you know, you can change in the first year, I think. Um, yeah, it's important
1: then... to know that it's it's not a fix. Like what you do mm. when you're like at that age, it's not set in stone. It's, you can change and do different things if you want to. You're not set on like one path for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's yeah. a really important lesson. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you, know, you don't have to be a designer. Maybe you want to be a designer. Maybe you'd, you, know, maybe a listener. Maybe you're some. Maybe you're a lawyer. Maybe you're going for a lawyer, a law uh, degree right now, and a, lawy- <laughs> degree. a, a, a law degree, <laughs> a law degree right now. And then uh, you want to be a designer. Maybe you change change career. Um, but yeah, what what advice uh, would you have to someone that's that's thinking about that, thinking about changing and, and switching to graphic design, or or not 100 percent sure about design, or
1: i would say and it's just obvious do do your research like what figure out what what does a graphic designer do like how much money do they make do you know other people who are graphic designers because when i was thinking about it um i had a friend from university who was a graphic designer and then my friend's uh, partner was as well so i just used to ask them questions all the time and um when I used to make like really crappy bits for a portfolio, I'd get their advice on it, and they were kind enough to <laughs> not slog it off completely, but you know, give me constructive <laughs> feedback. Um, yeah, I think research is important, but also just just go for it. Like, if you want to, if you want to give it a go, give it a go, and if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Move on. <laughs>
0: yeah and that's the first thing you said is really important as well we try and talk about that a lot on the podcast is to uh, have people around you that are doing it and and are ahead of you and they can give you con- uh, constructive feedback and yeah. can uh, help you out and, and be sort of like a almost like a like a mentor friend figure but yeah. even if it is online i know so many people that i haven't met and i speak to and I send them work and um get feedback off i mean i wouldn't I wouldn't probably go for like sagmeister or someone like that straight away, <laughs> but uh, maybe go maybe go a little bit lower than that or you know someone that's still obviously where you want to be, um, but yeah, someone that you admire and then just ask if you can send them a bit of bit of work. It's a really good, yeah. really good, uh, really good thing. It's got me far.
1: Yeah, same. Like, don't don't be afraid to kind of send somebody an email and ask them a few questions. And you know, if you're gonna do that say thank you because sometimes a lot of the time people don't um but like I've done it in the past like I've emailed people to get some really good advice and then I'll try and pay that forward so I do the same for other people or try and give my time to somebody else um I actually have like a a folder in my email inbox that's just just called advice so I've just saved everybody's email so I can like go back and read for it when I need to (laughs) That's but like awesome. the way the worst that somebody can do is just say no, I don't have time or, i'll just ignore you and that's not really a big deal really. So
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean maybe, maybe it is worth trying to go for Sackmaster straight away. Who am I who am I to? <laughs> uh to be fair to, to, email, I emailed him for the podcast and he did come on the show, so can't I have to cut <laughs> him. He's a good guy. Um, <laughs> and yeah. actually that's a really bad example because he posts loads loads of student work on his Instagram what am I talking about go for it <laughs> go for him go on message him first you heard is, is is the analogy about uh, the guy that's trying to uh, find find a, a dance partner in a nightclub and he, uh, he he's yeah. thinking about the strategy for it and he's like well if I start off with it's going to sound bad if I start off with the worst looking person then they might say yes straight away if I start off with the best looking person I might get someone better than the first person so he sort of <laughs> Sort of, so it sort of goes through the first person, and they say, you know, they say no, um, and it goes, works its way down the list rather than rather than up the list, which is interesting. So, uh, say, going for a Premier League football club uh, job, uh, yeah, you, you might, rather than starting off at League Two and working your way up, League One, Championship, Premier League, you know, start off at the top, and then work your way down. You never know what might hit. Strike goals <laughs> This is uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Right. Um,
1: and it, just on that as well, like if you if you do reach out to people, a lot of the time people are really willing to help young designers and give somebody else a leg up because chances are they've done the exact same thing when they were younger. So just go That's for a it. really good
0: point. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And that's um yeah, it goes back to the sort of playing on the emotions thing where you know I, I think we're very I think the design community in general is a very um, self-loving community everyone likes to help each other out at least people like in help anyway always yeah. always up for advice always giving advice and sharing opinions and if they hate the logo that you're trying to offer them or <laughs> they love it yeah, they're always willing to give their opinion uh, mine, mine. <laughs> yeah um, yeah so what, taking it um, back to students and, and giving them advice what, did you, what do you wish you knew when you started out oh
1: I was trying to think of this earlier and it really stumped me a little bit because like I think I think the big thing for me that's made a big difference is always learning so you you never stop learning so always kind of embrace that and yeah work on your confidence like I wish because when I when I first started out I was not confident at all I didn't believe in myself or like my work and that's made a massive difference to kind of how I promote myself, how I perceive myself and in my work itself. So I wish that I knew that one day I would be confident and be doing good work because like there's been so many times where I've been so close to just sacking it off and just, yeah, leaving it all behind and thinking of something that I could do. But yeah. Yeah, did that
0: make sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a real good point. And let's just let's talk about that. So co- conference is something that young designers struggle with a lot and people I've spoken to and um, young young people going to university or graduates or everyone at that sort of age uh, struggles with it. It's just a natural, natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get a job and in job interviews and just mm-hmm. as cliche examples or, or even talking about their own work, struggle talking about their own work um, or... I don't know, talking, communicating, uh, communicating, um, talking to people on the street or getting on a phone call or anything, anything like that. I mean, the amount of people that are scared of, of phoning up a potential client is crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, it's, 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 yeah. This, this, yeah. that's something I think as an industry we have a problem with. But, uh, yeah, we need to sort that one out. Um, that's that's for another podcast. But yeah, confidence. How, how do you grow it? How do you get more confident? I
1: think it's important to understand that it doesn't come overnight it's it comes with experience it comes with kind of pushing yourself little by little out of your comfort zone and gradually working your way up to to kind of be more confident Um. so I like I remember when I used to get my first freelance clients in I would be really timid with the language that I used in my email so I'd be like is it okay if you pay me a deposit It's like well that's stupid that's that's a really silly way of saying it so like I found that what when I started being a bit more confident in the language that I used even though I might not have felt it um then I got like better work and better clients like clients took me more seriously um so yeah I think I think it's important that it it just it comes with time and experience and um when, when you're first starting out yeah your work is a bit shit let's be honest like this portfolio is going to be crap and, and that's okay because everybody goes through that everybody makes crap work but um it's just that thing of you know always learning and pushing yourself to be better um and then, like, once you get to, like, a certain skill level, you, you feel a lot more confident about your work. Um, and also, um, I think as well, writing down the wins and celebrating wins. Um, I, I, I've only started doing that recently, and I wish I'd done it sooner, <laughs> to be honest, because, like, when I think back about what I've actually achieved in, like, five years, uh, I'm actually really proud of myself, but I never kind of stopped to think, actually i did all these things so when i first started my apprenticeship my goal was to be full time freelance by the time i was 30 um and then i did that but i never realized that i did it so um i think it's always worth looking back at, at your achievements as well i think that that makes me feel more confident when i see how far i've actually come
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. i said that to uh, dave dave will on a podcast last Last week, um, I had uh, some stuff, old stuff I designed. Looking back, thinking, ah, oh, this is, this is really cool. Like it's been five years and since I did this at school, and it's, it's so uh, th- the fact that you can grow that much in in that amount of time is, is mm-hmm. amazing. Um yeah. Especially when you're younger. Do you do you think you l- you grow more as a young designer rather than uh, as you as you get older, you start to find your way a bit more? Do you think there's like less growth in that?
1: Mm. I'm not sure, cause like I see young designers uh, who like gone freelance as soon as they've left uni, and they're absolutely smashing it. And I'm just like, mm. wow, like that's like up here level, and I was like down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh,
0: like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know what to say to that. Like some people, some people have that confidence when they're really young, and definitely like use it to your advantage, but. I think a lot of people, yeah, confidence is a something that I think a lot of people struggle with, whether they tell you that or not. Um, I th- yeah, I think it just it a lot of it comes down to age and experience. Um, because like when when I look back at my twenties, they were awful. They're, like mentally, I was like really not in a good place and I wasn't very confident at all. But you know. Gradually building myself up. You you'll get there.
0: <laughs> I think that's a thing to remember it, it, yeah. for people listening is that yeah it it does come and that's that's like a reassurance mm. that people just don't know about. No one ever talks about it. it will come if you just keep going. Yeah,
1: yeah, keep going. You you won't realise it, but it will happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it's a good thing. Yeah, and so what have you done to grow grow your own? Um, what well, your, own, your own work and, and uh, self improvement and how have you how have you grown as a as a freelancer
1: um so ever since i started my apprenticeship i've always been freelancing so i started my freelance business then um so since then i've i've always freelanced like on the side of having a job up until quite recently um so in terms of like growing my business a lot of it was down to luck a lot of luck and a lot of it was um kind of working out where my portfolio kind of fit in the industry so um when i first started out i would just email blanket email everybody for work without really thinking about targeting anything um so and then about a year and a half in i kind of thought actually what i'm not getting any sort of responses um so i kind of took some time out from hustling potential clients and, and kind of worked on my portfolio and um, i had a pep talk with andy j pizza and that kind of like was really pivotal for me i and he gave me not not homework but like he gave me some really good tips so like especially with illustration it's, it's quite personal so you, you kind of need to put yourself into it and he said well like I think what he always says something. Like are you a are you a fan of his podcast?
0: I've never listened to it but I've, I've heard of it a lot and people. Oh oh you should.
1: Yeah, add it to your list. So he, he always says this thing uh I can't remember how it goes. About how you need to find your gift and then you give that gift away to other people. like I'm paraphrasing it really bad, but I'm gonna Google it later. Um so you know what I'm talking about but like with illustration it's all about put yeah putting yourself into your work and kind of showing yourself in your work and like your unique perspective and I, I didn't have that in my work and he kind of identified that he's like I don't get a sense of who you are from this so that was quite pivotal for me and I think since then like I kind of researched where I would fit better and he gave me some good ideas about where my work would fit um and yeah and I just kind of took it from there really and when I found that I was making more targeted personal work and personal projects for my portfolio and directing them at the right kind of people that's that for me is when things started to take off a bit more
0: I just made a note of that because that's a that's a fantastic um, point for people because how do you teach that how do you teach getting yourself in your in your work How how do you how did you do it actually Let's do it. Let's teach people. (laughs) How did, yeah, what did say to you?
1: So he said to me, like, I want you to make two Pinterest boards. Uh, One Pinterest board that is about you and the things that you like, like all your interests, your passions, your hobbies, everything. And then make another Pinterest board, which is... um, you're going to like pin work from five different artists that you really like and then you're going to look into who influences those artists so then you've got like the next level and then like research who those artists are influenced by so then like you've got a big bigger network than say oh i really like this illustrator and this illustrator and then because your work will look like theirs but if you've mm. got like a bigger influence then your work is more unique if that makes sense
0: yeah 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 so you're, you're casting on net bigger basically
1: yeah yeah. yeah. So, so like if you're only consuming one kind of art movement uh, and that's it that's all you're focused on then your work is going to be derivative of that mm. whereas if you have a wider influence so you're influenced by different things outside of your immediate art influence then your work is going to be more unique and just all around just better if that yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. because you're looking at more things yeah that makes a lot of sense so to sort of uh to sort of answer the question um to get your work into yourself you need to find out who you are i guess uh
1: yeah you need to deep dive do some real solid research
0: (laughs) so the pinterest board is a good idea the the like figuring out what you like and uh, it's to know. Put say say you like TV shows. Put those TV shows so, like screenshot those TV shows into a Pinterest board, and then like figure out what you like about them, and mm. really go into it. Uh, yeah. I, like, do you like the graphic styles they use? Do you like the cartoon they use? like the cartoon style or the animation? What What is it about those cartoons or what TV shows you like? And then other things as well. I guess that's 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 something I need to do actually. Because mm. so I know I've got a lot of books of very similar sort of design, logo design and, and branding. And I know I love a certain style of that, they're like like classic sixties, like bold, in your face, like logos that last. but mm. I don't. I guess that's why I like them because they're they're long lasting. They're, they're I don't know. They're, they've got some sort of legacy to them. They. But I don't know how that how does that relate to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, that's just what I like, isn't it? I guess. I like I giving
1: know. you some uh, homework to do now?
0: Yeah, I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to do some soul searching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I try yeah. to think about it now. <laughs> clean design, but I'm not. Cl- I'm not a clean person. I might. I've only just tidied up this studio. this like of this office. Hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point, though. So, so he he said a Pinterest board for the work you like and the Pinterest board about yourself.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so at that point, I did like a shit ton of research. I kind of got a better understanding of. The work that I wanted to be commissioned for, um, like how I wanted it to look visually, what kind of things I wanted to put into it. Um, I also I also researched a lot of illustrators who had the sort of career path that I wanted to do. So like my favourite three illustrators, um, their their work is um, it's quite bright and it's quite colourful and it's quite pattern based and it. It applies to a lot of different areas, so um, they're not like super niche. So they don't just specifically concentrate on children's books or um, editorial work. Like their work is so universal, it kind of spans all of those. It's like, yeah. So that's that's kind it's of diverse. like yes, <laughs> diverse. But like they have a specific style, but it applies to yeah. a diverse. Um, yeah, so that's yeah that's I identified the kind of projects that I wanted to be commissioned for, and then I, I kind of went away and spent a lot of time making work that fit that brief, sending that work out to people to commission me to make it.
0: <laughs> so so tell me for the like because I like I like really going in if I'm going to give some advice like really going in on it. So after you've done the mood boards, what would you? Mm. How did, you, how did you bring that into the work then?
1: I spent a lot of time as well um, experimenting. So I used to do all my illustration work in Illustrator and it was very clean and very vector. And I'm not a clean vector kind of person. Um, I'm really rough around the edges. I'm a bit messy. And I think for me, that's that's kind of what I put into my work. Um, so I kind of I gradually switched to doing all my work by hand. Which again, that's something that I've always loved doing as a kid. So all my hobbies as a kid was making things with my hands. not just drawing, but like doing different activities that involve making things. And so I kind of put that into my work by experimenting with like different mediums. So now that my work is mostly based on paper, um, like I'm just gonna like show you the amount of. yeah, yeah. Like, so.
0: nice of pots and pencils and pen- yeah
1: it's like loads of different mediums i'll i'll put like paint and pencils and crayons into my work kind of get that imperfect look into my work which is what i really like and that's what and this is what andy j pizza says as well like um to kind of make the work that your six-year-old self like because yeah cool. yeah it's quite universal and yeah
0: I like that. <laughs> what your six-year-old self like because that's sort of like a that's sort of like your truest form, as well, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. so innocent at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of going back to your childhood. Yeah. Because it's so, as adults, you, you, you sort of you buy the stuff you like your childhood, especially as designers, that like we're, we're so so good at collecting <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, uh, here's an example. I like just the random little football bobbleheads and uh, <laughs> full-on action figures and like, football cars just around my desk. That's just stuff I, I would have had as a kid, but I just couldn't afford it. So it's that's, that's good, <laughs> like fulfilling, fulfilling your your childlike mind. Is a good way of looking at it. Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to get one of the podcasts. He seems like a really cool guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, definitely listen to his podcast because I th- I think a lot of things I've picked up along the way I've picked up from his podcast. Um, yeah, he's just yeah, it's full of a lot of good stuff. There's a lot I've of good stuff this. in his brain.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it is. I've got I've got this thing about design podcasts. though. if I'm making one like like I am, I, I find it hard to listen to other design podcasts. I, like, um, I struggle because I listen to like, too much design talk. He's not
1: really he's not really a design talkie, though. He's uh, quite chatty. I'm, I'm just selling his podcast here. He should like give me commission. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just really fun and enjoyable to listen to he has these like really crazy stories as well uh, and just weird analogies but uh, a, a lot of it just it really helps the things that he says
0: yeah nice that's cool yeah i'll give it a listen i'll, I'll, I'll try it out i'll try it out uh, is, there any, is there anything else you, you can think of on that topic of of getting yourself into your work
1: yeah i'd say just take the time to kind of experiment and take the time to research like there's there's no rush take your time like I it's something for me as well because I started my design career a bit later than people would normally I always felt like I had a lot of catching up to do and I felt like oh time's not on my side I need to like hurry up and learn things and be good um but honestly it's just take your time, like, go at your own pace, like, don't, don't, you don't need to be concerned with how other people are progressing, um, yeah, just go at your own, go at your own pace, and I I just think it's really important to do that research and that kind of experimentation, because I think without it, your work's going to be a bit directionless, like, you, yeah, you don't know where you go, oh, for me, I didn't know where I was going until I put that effort in,
0: and yeah. I still do that now. Yeah, that, that's something that kids, um, kids. What did I say, kids? I mean, young designers. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've still doing it. Like, we we've got issues with um, with wanting everything now, and, and especially with social media, looking yeah. at other people's work. It's, it can become a real problem. Want uh, like you see someone else's work? How am I not as good as them? Like, how, yeah. how can I grow as fast as them? Or, or you just sort of. Yeah, it, I really struggle with that. After that, that's that's probably been my biggest struggle is looking at um, other other creatives and people around my own age and being too competitive. Um,
1: that's that's one of my struggles as well. Um, I think the only thing that we can do is just to spend less time on social media, which yeah, is true. really hard.
0: Something that, you, know, you know, something that hit me the other day in uh, another podcast was that. Social plat- they're social platform—they to be social media. Let's start being social on them. I have, we're all, but they should be really cool consumer platforms. Like we're just, <laughs> we're just scrolling through stuff and just looking at things. We're not really, like, we're not really being social. We're not messaging people. Not like, yeah. a lot of Videos. I start honestly. I've since hearing that. I've started doing a lot more like just video and and voice messages because it's that's that's the only way I can get that proper communication across mm. without just typing everything out or out scrolling on liking and just spending hours on it um i think tiktok's the worst one are you on tiktok yet
1: um, i don't even know what that is i'm too old for that
0: <laughs> it's good stay away from it it's the worst one it sucks your time away honestly um it's because like, it's a 15 second thing it's, it's every 15 seconds is a new video it's like vine right. like vine was but a new version of it okay and it's um <laughs> Yeah, it just keeps you keeps your mind entertained and it's scary how, how how much time can be lost on that. app. Um, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. So yeah, you said you said you had a lot of uh, highs and lows as, as well. Um, obviously now being coronavirus stuff, uh, <laughs> lows. But is there anything that people should look out for? Is there anything that uh, students or people graduating or people people starting off should uh, look out for when they when they're thinking about starting?
1: Um. How do you mean? That's quite vague.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I just wanted it badly as well. Is there any like uh, roadblocks or anything that uh, any any like struggles that you see that a lot of people have?
1: Um, I can. I say I think one of the common things that I see is, and this is probably more specific to illustration than graphic design, but um, because illustration, if you're going to be an illustrator it's like super likely that you're going to be a freelancer working for yourself. Um, And I think a lot of the time, the business side of things doesn't get taught at university. Um, I'm actually mentoring a third year student um, at Sheffield. And I think this is something that she's mentioned as well, that, you know, that kind of thing is lacking. So I think just, yeah, if you're going to go freelance, obviously it's not for everybody and it's not the best career path for everybody, but I think, you know, make sure you are savvy about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's so many blogs out there that will, you know, help you do the different elements of things, you know, like the contracts or the invoices or, you know, um, how to deal with clients or, you know, your mm-hmm. accounts and stuff. And it It's really easy to just pick up and learn. Like there's so many blogs Absolutely,
0: giving yeah, advice
1: yeah. about it. Um, and I think as well, if you're not the freelancing type of person, you want to work for an agency, you want to get like your first steps into that into that world, um your personality counts for more than your you work. So I wouldn't worry about your portfolio not being, you know, the best because it's gonna be a student level which you know people understand and you know know that if you're going for like junior design roles at agencies it's more important that you know you're willing to learn um you know you're not a dickhead it, do you, yeah those kind of things like the the personality traits you know people want to work with nice people so be nice <laughs> it's it's not so much a worry for your portfolio as long as you can like talk through your work and explain it and explain why you've done this a certain way or you know talk about your your rough sketches or whatever that's that's more important than like having amazing super creative work it's more about your personality and who you are and what you can bring to the table
0: yeah, there's some, some really good points there. So, uh, first of all, for people listening, the Creative Waffle blog is a great place to start. Uh, <laughs> there'll be... Um, <laughs> if it's not out, well, it's probably not out this time Whilst it, when this podcast is out originally, but by the time you listen to this, hopefully, or in the future, hopefully hope, hopefully, it'll be all out by then. Uh, I was speaking to the, to tons of creatives, especially about the legal stuff, bit, and also um, professional lawyers, and uh, we will have... Um, Uh, accountants and people like that on the on the podcast as well in the future so um, check out the blog and other podcasts for that Uh, also the personality thing yeah it's it's huge Um, I think that's one of the biggest biggest things uh, going into the first job like I said this is you know not worrying too much about your portfolio and making sure that you can you can speak and uh, you're nice to be around it's so important yeah that's probably why I got this job I'm in just that is such a big yeah, such a big part of it. I don't think mm. that can be understated enough. Overstated enough. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever <other> one's right.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just important to kind of go at your own pace. Don't be too hung up on what other people are doing. And just always kind of be willing to learn new skills. You're not going to get anywhere if you're kind of just going to stick to one thing and that's it. Cause like you can't be a good designer if you're not going to learn new things and kind of grow and develop. The confidence thing, it, it'll just come with time. Like I mean, even I, I, I feel like the confident, the most confident that I've ever been. But I still kind of you know get wobbles and imposter syndrome, and it, it's just normal, normal. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone gets it. Everyone gets it. It's just a harsh, harsh reality of our, of our <laughs> <Yeah>. industry. <laughs> It's just, um, and you probably will go for it at some point so look out for that
1: yeah several times
0: <laughs> okay let's go into the last uh, last few questions that we'd like to end the show with so okay. what is what is your best purchase under £100 <laughs> my best
1: purchase <laughs> under £100 I wasn't expecting this
0: yeah I don't like to send that one over because it's nice to get the reaction of the <laughs> the uh, guest
1: I'm like looking around my room right now
0: it's right. everyone does this it's great
1: oh. Oh, actually right so so recently I, di- I didn't buy this actually my partner bought it but it's it for us but it's <laughs> gonna sound so lame but um we're really into gardening and we recently got a mini pop-up greenhouse and i didn't even know you could get mini pop-up greenhouses um and it fits just right into our yard and now i've got more space for growing seeds and it, that's my best purchase
0: i'm looking that up now <laughs> <laughs> Mini pop-up greenhouse. Yeah. What does that even look like? Is it so it's not glass, right?
1: No, no, it's just like a, like metal shelf and then like a plastic sheet that goes over it that you can zip up. But it means that I've got more space now because I don't have to just wow. do everything on my windowsill.
0: <laughs> wow, this is really cool.
1: Oh god, I sound so lame right now. <laughs>
0: no, I don't. I'm actually really interested about this. Yeah, if you're listening to this, definitely look that up. It's not that expensive.
1: Yeah, I think I got mine for like sixteen pounds.
0: Yeah, there you go. If you want to grow some cannabis, uh, you got your perfect. Uh, <laughs> you got your perfect starter kit. Uh, I mean,
1: mine's full of vegetable seeds and flowers.
0: Vegetables—that'd be, yeah. be a sensible start, <laughs> especially if it's not legal here in the UK. If you're in uh, the Netherlands, you've got a perfect starter kit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> what's that your
1: yeah. Oh god!
0: <laughs> uh what's your dream client what would your dream client be who would you, who would you love Ooh. to work with
1: i know this one um so i would really like to work with marks and spencers uh on their like christmas biscuit tin i would like to design that oh, that's no,
0: i didn't expect that's that that was job. awesome
1: oh what what do you mean you didn't expect it
0: well, I just just Marks and Spencers. I didn't expect that as, a, as an answer. Like, normally yeah. people say like New Yorker or or um, I don't know, like big no, brands. I like New that. Yorker? I
1: mean... no. <laughs> Marks and Spencers is a big brand.
0: Well, it is. Yeah, it is the UK. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. uh, when you put it like that, actually, it's quite small fry in like global terms. But I'd be happy with that. Like, I'd really, I'd really like to do uh, an advertising campaign as well for like a a retailer like. The Max and Spencer's or John Lewis, probably John Lewis. Yeah, that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, I lo- that. Something to do with their Christmas adverts would so be cool, actually. Yeah, they have some some wicked adverts. Yeah, um,
1: the, a lot of companies really pump a lot of money into um, spending on illustration, especially over Christmas, mm-hmm. like Christmas packaging and like window displays. And it's, uh, it's time to make good money, but I, I don't seem to get lucky. So <laughs> one day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's uh, is that sort of Something you're uh, you're a big fan of Christmas? Are you uh, you're a Christmassy person?
1: Uh, no. no, uh I don't like Christmas, but Christmas packaging is really nice. Yeah, okay.
0: that's your designer coming out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next couple of questions are a bit deeper. Um, oh, okay. Don't need to be worried. It's all right. Do you have any final life advice for the uh, for the listeners? So non design related.
1: Life advice. Yeah actually I think like don't be afraid to just cut people out when they're being really negative like you don't need that you know like the whole false social expectations just don't be afraid to say no if you don't want to do something don't do it I've started living by that a lot if I don't want to do something I'm not doing it
0: <laughs> That's some good advice yeah
1: Yeah don't feel the pressure to say yes to things
0: Also the, the I love the bit where people say you know the, the, people you spend the most time with, the five people you spend the most time with, is it's like, that's what makes you, that's sort of, yeah. that's, that's who you are, that's who um, impacts your personality the most, I think that's so important as well, to get that right, and even if it's, I mean, for me, it's not always in person as well, it's always it's a lot of online content or what, what I'm watching online as well, so um, that's really good, that's a really good tip. How do you want to be remembered is the last question, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, I know we go, yeah, we go, <laughs>
1: I don't know oh these are some real thinkers
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I like to ask this one it's just it's just sort of it's a, I don't know I, I'm interested by it. I'm interested by people's answers so you, you understand like uh, you understand who the person is by the, by the answer to the question
1: I'd like to be remembered as somebody who helps other people out uh, and kind of like always give the time to help other people get a leg up. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, you don't done it for me today. You helped me. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. yeah. Yeah, that's really that's that's a lovely answer. Um, where can people find you and check out your work and uh, say hello to you?
1: Um, so my website is tarin.com Keeping it very simple. So that's T Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle. Um, it's tarin underscore b.
0: Uh, so that's t underscore e nice um something to we'll start ending the podcast with because i watched <laughs> cool runnings the other day is uh it's just such a it's such a good quote i didn't realize until i watched it and, and looked it up so cool runnings actually it means peace be the journey i think it's really a nice thing to end on
1: oh okay
0: uh, i think it's it's nice it's a nice little quote to, to end the podcast on as it's for young people and it's you know it's, it's the start of your journey so There you go. Cool runnings, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Cool runnings thank you very much for checking out this episode of the creative waffle podcast i really enjoyed taryn's uh, bit of advice there on how to get your own personality into your work by creating those mood boards and then uh, working away on, on picking the art styles and putting them into your own work and developing your own style it was a really really good practical bit of advice on that i haven't heard that before so yeah do, do go and see her go and check her work out and uh, please do go over to the creative waffle podcast website creativewaffle.club and uh, check it out over there we've got some really cool guests uh, coming up on the podcast and obviously been on the podcast over 175 episodes now it's crazy to think. Um, thank you very much for watching I'll see you next week in another episode of the Creative waffle Podcast. Cheers